You're listening to The Outfield with Eddie Robinson on Sirius XM OutCue. But I got to give it to you. Anyone who has to make weight and fight in an area that has some of the best food ever, I mean, that good old Southern cooking, I really have to admire you just on that level alone. The discipline that you must have whenever you're in the South. But yes, you'll be fighting in the South come October 3rd. You'll be defending your championship belt against the Swede, Alexander Gustafson, here in the Bayou City, Houston, Texas, just three, four hours away from Lafayette, Louisiana, where you're from. And I know I've made that journey many times on the road, seeing my parents in Macomb, Mississippi. Tell us, Daniel, what does this mean for you? Gustafson will be fighting in your neck of the woods, family, friends cheering you on. What will this moment mean to you? You know, man, I was supposed to fight in New Orleans on June 6th, and then I got the title fight, so I had to actually, I had to take the title fight and not be able to fight at home. Houston's about as good as it gets uh, in terms of, of closeness to Louisiana. Uh, I fought at Houston twice, but never in such a high-profile uh, situation. The first time I fought on the undercard of Strike Force, and the second time I was in the co-main event against Roy Nelson at UFC 166. But now this is me in the main event, defending my title, right away, right close to home. Uh, it, it, it's unbelievable, man. I love Houston. I'm a huge Houston Rockets fan. I, I love the city. I fought there twice in my third time. Now, you said something about me making weight in the Bayou City. Well, I haven't done that yet. Last time I fought at Houston, I was at heavyweight. So I've never, this is a funny story, I've never made 205 outside of Las Vegas. Every fight that I fought at 205 has been in Las Vegas. Well, what do you think? Will it be a problem for you as you start to prepare to come and fight here in Houston, Texas? No, no, no. I don't think it'll be an issue. I mean, I've got a good nutritionist, and and uh, we're usually pretty on point by the time fight week rolls around. And, and I know what's at stake, so I'm not going to give my title to this guy on the scale, you know. Uh, you don't make weight in a championship fight. You relinquish the belt. There's no way that I'm going to give up this belt uh, on the scale. It's, a, it's certainly a matchup that no one should underestimate with Gustafson by any means. And he's looking to get out of a bit of a slump in his recent outings. He's tall. He possesses a nice reach. He has some interesting footwork. He's got some power. He's had a few TKO wins on his resume. How do you see this fight playing out, Daniel? Uh, it's a tough fight. You know, Alexander Gustafson, I think when you look at his body of work, don't look at his last fight. Look at his complete body of work, and you see one of the best 205-pound fighters in the world, hands down. Uh, like you said, uh, he's got really good reach. He's very tall. He's like 6'4", 6'5". Uh, he's got outstanding footwork. He's probably one of the best movers in the 205-pound division. And uh, underestimated wrestling defense and uh, underestimated wrestling takedowns. So I think the guy's a very well-rounded fighter. Uh, with that being said, though, I think that my style and the pressure and the pace at which I'm going to make him fight at will be too much and you won't be able to keep it. Daniel, you've had the belt for several months now. The guy who used to have your belt, former light heavyweight champ John Jones, actually fought the Swede two years ago. And John Jones has said that that fight was the hardest fight of his career. It was a grueling matchup. And John Jones survived the fight, if you ask me, and barely won the matchup. Speaking of John Jones, it's been a roller coaster of events for this young man, both good and bad, uh, in just over the past, say, three years or so. Daniel, I'm about to play for you a production piece we aired earlier this year when former light heavyweight champ John Jones tested positive for cocaine. Now, this was revealed one month prior to the actual fight where you would be his opponent at UFC 182. Uh, Jones claimed that he wasn't a cocaine addict. He just made a really dumb decision and got caught. 
And then, of course, interestingly enough, just a couple of months later, this alleged hit-and-run traffic accident occurs. But before the New Mexico hit-and-run accident, earlier this year in January, we learned about this cocaine story. Knowing full well that Jones had already been in previous run-ins with the law, I'd like to get your thoughts, Daniel, on John Jones and what you said at the end of this production piece. It's your voice at the end, courtesy of Fox Sports. I'll ask you the question at the end of the production piece. Check it out, Daniel. He's a young kid, and he's going to need a lot of guidance. A lot of guidance. The kid is incredibly talented, starting to make tons of money, and uh, he's getting really famous. So those are all the recipes for disaster. John Bones Jones was arrested and charged with a DWI early Saturday morning. Police told Action News that John Jones was on the scene and it was his 2012 Bentley that had crashed into a telephone pole at the corner. UFC light heavyweight champ John Bones Jones has tested positive for traces of cocaine. And the test came prior to his eighth title defense, which was a unanimous decision over Daniel Cormier this past Saturday. Jones has admitted himself into a drug treatment center. I'm in love with the I don't think that stays in your system very long. I'm in love with the cocaine. 30 days. Is it that long? I got it for the Lolo. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. I'm in love with the cocaine. I thought it was like 30 hours. I'm in love. The next thing you know, we hugging and having a drink. I'm in love. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. I got it for the Lolo. I wonder if he loses his title. I'm in love with the you know, this is a guy that, that has the ability to reach people at a different level. You know, like, uh, you know, we all praise Anderson Silva for being the greatest fighter of all time. And, and we praise all these other people, but not many people actually can reach outside of the sport and outside of the world of mixed martial arts. And I believe that John is one of those people that can do that. It's just very unfortunate that these incidents keep happening after he has these unbelievable performances to where it kills his momentum. You know, he should be... He should be a star among stars. You know, he should go into places like the ESPY Awards and and be as recognized as some of the greatest basketball and football players in the world. But because of the things that he does outside of the octagon, it holds him back. Bacon soda. I got bacon soda. Now, of course, this was before the alleged hit and run incident in New Mexico. Fast forward to where we are right now, Daniel. Do you still believe former champ John Jones has what it takes to come out on top, to come out on top of all this 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 huge mountain of drama. You know, there there are uh, there are a lot of factors that says that he doesn't. And again, you know, there are a lot of things that says that he doesn't. You know, I think at this point, John is working on becoming a better human being, and I think that's the first step. Uh, once he does that, his performance inside of the octagon will talk for themselves. Now it's all about what he does outside of those eight-sided, outside of that eight-sided cage. He has to figure out uh, how he can lead people and make people trust him into where they say, you know what, this guy can be one of our, our, our role models. This guy can be an idol to my children. But at the end of the day, it's about the kids and it's about the people that look up to you. Uh, I'm not sure if the damage that he's done to his reputation, to his, his uh, how people perceive him is, 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 uh, is, is, is not fixable. I'm not sure. But um, obviously, you know, uh, things can keep compounding themselves until uh, there's nowhere else to go. 
uh, it seems as though these incidents have, have gotten, you know, worse, you know, as time has gone on. And I hope that if this last one is true, because as you said, alleged, didn't run, uh, the, the, the justice system and has not done, it, they are not done yet, and it's not, it has not run its course, the legal system has not run its course. So uh, from wrecking in a single car accident to the uh, incident with the drugs after my fight and then uh, now with the alleged hit and run, uh, these things have seemed to be getting progressively worse. Hopefully this last thing was an eye-opener to John and he realizes that he cannot make any more mistakes because the way that they are going, uh, if it gets any worse, uh, someone can get seriously hurt. You're an amazing fighter and a remarkable analyst as well over at Fox Sports also. Ronda Rousey fighting Holly Holm. I think you like this matchup uh, over the trilogy matchup with Misha Tate. Does this fight make sense for Ronda Rousey moving forward with her career with Holly Holm? I think it does. You know, I, I think as I love I love Misha. Misha sometimes does the analyst stuff with us. Uh, she's a fantastic fighter and she's getting better. The one negative in... And you can go back for as far as this sport is. If Misha Tate got this third fight after losing two in a row, she would have pretty much changed the entire foundation of what the UFC has stood for. When you lose to somebody twice, normally you don't get to fight them. You essentially have to wait for them or for something to change. Case in point, Josh Koscheck and George St. Pierre. As long as George St. Pierre had that belt, Josh Koscheck would never fight for it. Cain Velasquez and Junior Dos Santos. As long as Cain Velasquez had that belt, it would be very difficult for Junior Dos Santos to fight for because he got beat by him twice and dominated. Misha was in the same situation. So in comes Holly Holm, undefeated, a boxer, and because she's a boxer, because she was the number one top five woman fighter in the world at one point in boxing, she will bring different things to the octagon. Most girls panic when they fight Ronda. They rush across the octagon and they try to get their hands on it because they're afraid Ronda will either take him down or knock him out. Holly Holm will be patient. She will have phenomenal footwork. She'll be staying at range, and she's tall. So Ronda will see things different than she's seen in her fights before. Good fight for Ronda. No one matches it up well with her. I don't believe Holly's going to win, but I believe we'll see a different side of Ronda because of Holly's experience and everything else she's done outside of MMA. Tough, tough fight for her, though. 10-1 underdog, uh, the opening line. And I don't think you're ever going to see anybody fight Ronda uh, with a uh, with a line that's even remotely close to anything less than ten to one, just crazy. Mm-hmm. Remember, you, earlier you said I said uh, John should walk into places like the ESPYS yeah. and be recognized amongst the biggest athletes in the world. Yeah, exactly like Ronda Rousey is now. That is the talent. That is the special talent that is John Jones. That is what I, as a, as a fighter, as a fan of the sport, and as a person that watched from the outside because I was a strike force. That's why I thought he was going even before Ronda. Because now, I mean, you see the 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 the, the, the hailstorm and the, the tornado, the whirlwind and hurricane that is Ronda Rousey. I believe that there are very few people in this sport that can do that. I believe those two are, and I believe also that Conor McGregor is that person now too. I keep hearing, and it's almost kind of bothering me, Daniel, about the Bantamweight competition that Ronda's in, and people say that Ronda is just a tad bit overrated because she doesn't have much competition. You know, some have even say that the inventory of women her size, her weight class, is few and far in between. And some have even said that the women in that Bantamweight division just need to step up their game. 
But on the flip side, they're saying, you know, this this division is what it is. And she's, you know, basically washed out the division. Does she seem a tad bit overrated with those critics? What do you think? You know what, man? I don't think she's overrated. I think she's just ahead of her time. I think Ronda's 10 years too early, too early for uh, uh, that uh, women fighting in that division. She's 10 years too early. This, this is a woman that competed her entire life. This is a woman that had a goal since she was a kid to be an Olympic gold medalist. And most people don't have that. Most of the girls that are fighting today don't have that. Juliana Pena is another girl that is fighting uh, on October 3rd. Juliana is ranked in the top 10 in the world in that weight division. Juliana won the Ultimate Fighter when women had the show. And Juliana Pena had been fighting for like two and a half years when she won that show. And she started taking classes in the gym and said, you know what, I think I'm going to fight. So that is kind of where the division is. And I think Ronda's 10 years too soon, if I'm being honest. We're talking with Daniel Cormier, UFC light heavyweight champion on Sirius XM's The Outfield, the first ever sports talk radio show for the LGBT community. Daniel will be fighting Alexander Gustafson October 3rd, UFC 192 in Houston, Texas at the Toyota Center. And so, Daniel, what happens to Misha Tate? I mean, it seems like she thought she was about to get that trilogy fight with Ronda. That's not going to happen since the UFC is giving Ronda the Holly Home fight January 2nd in Las Vegas. And, you know, fans have been clamoring for the Ronda Rousey Cyborg matchup. And for those who don't know Cyborg, she's this Brazilian veteran widely considered as the world's best female fighter after Ronda Rousey. And Cyborg has been fighting in the Invicta promotion as a 145-pound featherweight and she has expressed some reservations about her ability to get down to the 135-pound bantamweight limit that Ronda is currently at in bantamweight. Now, a catchweight 140-pound fight between Ronda and Cyborg is still something Dana White, UFC president, and Ronda is not too thrilled to do. But Misha Tate, here comes Misha. She said that she would gladly gain five pounds for a high-profile fight with Cyborg. So, your thoughts, Daniel, on how a Tate-Cyborg fight could turn out? You know, I think it's one of those situations with McGregor. It was just like McGregor and Chad Mendes, right? Say Misha goes up and fights Cyborg, and Misha gets destroyed by Cyborg, it makes a Rousey-Cyborg fight even bigger and better. Misha goes up there and wins. No, nobody wants to see Cyborg Rousey anymore, which is one of the biggest fights that the UFC can make. Misha competes close. People still say there's no chance for Christine Cyborg. So there's two ways things can happen. Cyborg can smash her, and then you're faced with an Aldo McGregor situation going into December. Or she can fight her close, and then it all fizzles out, and now the UFC's left with, you know, whatever. So uh, it's, a dangerous, it's a dangerous proposition. Me, personally, I would probably just keep her back. I wouldn't even let Cyborg fight until she fought Ronda. I'd let her keep fighting up at 45, let the intrigue keep building, and then when she fights Ronda, be a first time at 35, we'll see what happens. Now, as a promoter, because Cyborg is so dominant, the, the idea of maybe letting her fight, let casual fans, because that's the thing with a Ronda Rousey card. It's not just us watching it anymore. It's not just the hardcores. It's casual. Tuning in, casual people will see Christine Cyborg and say, Wow, this girl can fight Ronda Rousey, and now your pay per view is even more massive. So, I don't know which way they're going to go, but there's two sides to every coin. 